This is the Ignition Show, an after show edition. Hello, everyone. Welcome to or welcome back to the podcast. I'm Chris Jansen, host of the Ignition Show, and today is what we call our after show. It's a special episode where we look back at the most recent interview and pull it apart to see how the ideas have impacted us. Us, by the way, refers to my wife and business partner, Sarah, and I. We're learning too, and not only have we created this podcast to help provoke, inspire, and fuel your greatness, but we're on our own journey. We want to learn and grow as individuals and as a couple, and heck, we're human too. We have days and moments when we're crushing it, and plenty of moments when we're not. So the After Show episodes are here to help you, help you to deepen the learning, speed the implementation of the great ideas, and accelerate the route to your greatest aspirations and an extraordinary life. We're excited to be on this journey with you side-by-side moving forward with the entire Ignition Show community. We'd love to hear what stood out for you in this episode, so please go to our Facebook group, that's The Ignition Show on Facebook, and join if you haven't yet, and let us know what you heard from this episode that really impacted you. All right, it's time to ignite the spark within you. Let's get to the episode. So we're going to talk today about your conversation with Gene McNaughton. And the first thing that struck me was Gene's energy. Totally. The minute <laughs> you said, he- yeah, the minute you said hello, his voice came out booming. You could tell he had a smile on his face. I just wish everyone I talked to ever came out of the gate with that much energy. It struck me as well. And it was just a great reminder for me of the, the power of our energy. Yeah. You know, at a time where a lot of us are suffering in some way and going through different challenges and it's easy for energy to get sucked out of you, right? When you're, totally. you're the whole day is disrupted and your pattern, your regular routine is, is uh, disrupted. But, um, you know, we've talked a lot about energy and you've done a lot, I've done a lot of work in that area. And it's just a reminder that it's a choice. It's, it's a choice that in any moment, there's always more energy accessible. Well, and we should be clear, like sometimes you do these interviews and then you don't publish them for a few weeks. You pub- or you did this interview probably two or three days before publishing. So we were in the middle of, or we were still in the middle of the coronavirus pandemic isolation and self-quarantine. And we're about four weeks into it at this point. And that's the energy he comes on. Go ahead. And he's a dad of six kids. Yeah. No, that was the other thing. He started talking about all the work he's doing in the midst of it. So his business is shut down. His whole business is live events, bringing in the top speakers of the world, bringing them to multiple cities around the the world. And his whole business is shut down because of the coronavirus. And he's still, his first thing was, okay, so now that my, my, bread and butter is shut down. How can I add value in another way? And we're, we'll talk about that yeah. and the amazingness of that. But the fact that he's so busy, the other thing that I was going to mention is I could have listened to this interview for another hour. And mm. it was probably one of your shorter interviews because he had to go yeah. to do more, to add more value <laughs> exactly. to the world. So the fact, and then halfway through the interview, we learned that he has six kids. I'm like, holy cow, man. Where, where do you get this? And it just goes to show, this was a reminder to me, he's clearly been a, a master student of all of the greats that have come before us yes. in terms of self-development and the greats who are, are on the stage now. And through his work, he's super lucky to be surrounded by these people. So he's hearing these messages time and time again. But what a reminder of the power of that, because it clearly shows in his voice, in his attitude, in his personal philosophies, um, and his message to the world. So I just love this. Yeah. And it, and it links also to his whole comment of, you know, one of the questions I asked was about, um, 
what would people be surprised? What do you learn when you see these these famous or celebrities in their field behind the scenes? And he said they're authentic. Like 99% of them are the same on stage as they are behind stage. Right. And I got the sense from him too. And I've I've known him for many years now. Um, and yeah, we all have our ups and downs and moments, but there's a baseline. There's a baseline. And the thing that really struck me out of the gate as well was my, my first question, what are all these greats talking about right now in this pandemic time? And this word was optimism. And I didn't know what to expect, but you know, I thought that was very, very interesting. Mm. And again, it's just a reminder that, uh, one, that we always have a choice of the attitude that we bring to any situation or challenge, let alone a global challenge. And as a reminder as well, that so many, you know, we, we study business a lot and both you and I, uh, a reminder that so many really, really successful businesses were started in a, in a recession or a depression that because times are tough and they potentially will get tougher, that doesn't stop people who are really committed to having impact, adding value, making a difference, finding a way, getting inventive. Um, now's the time to double down on those things rather than doubling, doubling down on fear and um, shrinking from the situation. Yeah, I've, I mean, I've said this to you before, but listening to this interview reminded me as well as I'm actually looking forward to the innovation that comes out of this mm. pandemic. I mean, you're going to have people who are not working, tinkering in their garage or tinkering in their basement, um, whether you have kids or not, like there are going to be a lot of people who have who have this extra time to put towards all these passions or these ideas that they have in the back of their mind. A lot of the greatest innovations come from very little money because people are forced to get resourceful, which is the case now. I mean, as you said, a lot of the greatest, greatest stuff came after the, the Great Depression 100 years ago. I think we're going to see a lot of innovation and a lot of movement forwards. Um, and I have no idea where they're going to be. I have some, some ideas, but like, yeah, I'm just so looking forward to it. Mm. Yeah. And I think there's innovation even on a, you know, on a corporate kind of level, but there's innovation, um, at a family level. Yeah. Like how we, how we spend time together, how we interact with each other. Like the fact that, you know, we FaceTime a lot with our family but not with everybody in the family. And we're, we were doing that. We've more. started that we started more, that more yeah. especially with, you know, with our young guy, people want to see how he's growing up. Um, certainly a lot of, you know, my, a lot of my work that I've done with businesses has gone more to online delivery and that's working just fine. Mm. And I think, so I think people are going to certainly going to become used to different ways of communicating in this time of isolation. Right. And that's going to lead to opportunity. It'll just, again, in the family, in the family unit opportunities to do things differently. I'm already seeing my sister. So my sister has two, um, two boys who are nine and seven and I'm seeing photos of them playing Crokino and you know, these old school games, most people don't even know what Crokino is, but, um, you know, all of these old school games because they have the time, both, both my sister and her husband are, are at home working from home, but they have the time, everything's slowed down and you, you know, it's not even the kids are getting bored of TV. You know, I know TV time is, is rate, you know, increased substantially for, for most families, but even now four weeks in, they're getting sick of TV. So they're looking for new activities. And I just love seeing all the family time. And I, I look at my Instagram feed and I see so many photos of people just spending quality family time together. And it's just, it's awesome to see. 
Yeah, I think that, I think this certainly will change a lot of things. And just coming back to some of the, the things that I that struck me from the conversation with Gene was, yeah, really, really was a, the whole message for me was around choosing your attitude, choosing what you focus on, staying engaged in things, and finding a way, mm. finding a way. And what I loved, so and it's not what I expected him to say, but he's like, okay, how can we, how can everyone come out better mm. at the end of this? quarantine or or isolation um and i'm like oh right and he's saying so what are you reading what are you learning what are you practicing what are you what do you how are you spending your time and it's so easy and i'm i know i've had these days too so before you before you go to okay sarah and chris we have three kids at home we're both working from home by the end of the day we are exhausted i get it chris and i have both been there as well and it's so easy to just flop on the t yeah. or flop on the couch, flop on the TV. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes that's what you want to do. But it's it's so easy to flop on the couch, watch TV for a couple hours before you're zonked, and then rinse roll and into repeat. bed, rinse and repeat. Yeah. But what if we use that? You know, if all you can do is flop on the couch, what if you use that time to watch a documentary or watch something of a little more substance or something you're going to learn from versus. I don't even know what's yeah. the Tiger tra- King tra- or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Is that is that a thing Something right now? Something that's going to make your uh, your brain melt down the back of your neck as you watch it. Uh, and uh, but that made me think. Okay, so I've I've subscribed now to Audible, so I can listen to books because I don't have time with an with a ten month old running around to read books, but I can listen to them. So that's one thing I'm doing to to just in, to get to be better at the end of this. And uh, yeah, it's all comes down to being intentional, like being more intentional. And you're, anyway, I think everybody's kind of settled into realizing or at least noticing, some are more self-aware than others, noticing what this new routine, this new kind of reality, how it's impacting your routine. And everyone's kind of settled in a month, you know, four, five, six weeks into this, at least in North America, um, that you can kind of really step back and maybe this is a perfect opportunity to really step back and say, okay, what's worked, what's worked well over the last month? In terms of my routine, whether that's work or family stuff or or exercise, uh, and what's not working, like mm. what what have I fallen into that is either way too reactionary or I try to experiment doing it a certain way, like you know the the thing that came to my mind is I you know I was in a very much a daily re- routine of exercise, uh, working out most intensely that I have in in a long time, a long time, many many years, um, and. When the gyms closed, I was totally thrown out, and I didn't exercise for a month now. But I got a mentive, so I got the the bike set up in the basement uh, on a trainer now, and I get getting up. We're both been getting up really early, like super early, four four thirty to <laughs> get some work done or workouts done. So that when our little guy wakes up at six a.m. or six thirty, then we're we're ready to engage with him. Yeah, having having got some some important stuff done, and um, we've always liked early dinners and going to bed early so we're, we're d- doubling down on that <laughs> i would say we're taking that to the extreme we're that to the extreme yeah but we're doing what we need to do because we're we are one thing i always appreciate about us is that we are clear on our values and we are clear on making choices about values when we really are intentional about that mm. it's a it's an easy filter for us to to look at and for us both you know health and sleep and and uh, time on our time for ourselves is important so, yeah, I think it's a really good time, uh, again, this four to six weeks into this shutdown, 
for everyone to really step back and reevaluate what is working for us, what isn't, what, what do we need to change, and let's experiment with something different for whatever's not working. Well, and that relates back to one of the things that struck me um, that Gene said. He's like, okay, so it's one thing to be to think about how are you how are you stepping up as a leader in your business, whether regardless of where where your title or position is at work, but how are you stepping up as a leader at work, in your career, in your business, but also how are you stepping up as a leader in your family? And what you just described is how you and I have taken a step back and said, okay, so what's best for the family. And for us, it's getting up two hours before our little guy does at six so we can get some stuff done. And then when he does wake up, you often continue working, but then I'm able to be present with him. And that was my taking a step back and saying, how can I be a leader of this situation so I can be present for our little guy? And then, and and there are going to be a lot of people listening to this who don't have a family. They're, they're single, they're living alone, but how can you be a leader of self? And I think oftentimes the self-isolation or, or self-quarantine um, can be really difficult if you're yeah. living alone. So Definitely. how are you how are you surrounding yourself with those positive messages like we like we mentioned at the beginning? And how are you stepping up to lead yourself and just be mindful of the thoughts going through your mind and and how you're operating? Well, it's like the the question I asked Gene about motivation, and he brought up the old quote I think it's from Zig Ziglar, the great Zig Ziglar. Of motivation is like a bath and you need it every day, right? Or you get stinky. Or you get stinky. And, you know, whatever your take is on motivation, what that works. For some people, that might be listening to something motivating, uh, you know, an audiobook, a, a podcast, uh, some YouTube clips. For some people, it might be reading something motivating, whether that's some inspirational book about an autobiography, a self-help book, the Bible, for whatever, you know, for anyone's got their own thing. But again, it's an, it's an intentional conscious choice. How are you feeding your mind? And the worst thing, the absolute worst thing you can do to feed your mind right now is watch 24-7 news. And it is nothing but drama. There are facts you need to get in there, but you got to get in, get the facts, get the data, but not bring the drama. You know, that's one thing I've I've definitely made a choice of. Like I, I call home and my parents have the news on almost 24-7. Like the minute they wake up, the news is on and it's the 24-hour news channel that's, that's in the background. And they don't turn it off until they go to sleep. And I, I talk to them and they're not optimistic necessarily. They're not in always the most positive place. So that's one thing that I've definitely been very attuned to. I know we listen to a little bit of um, news radio in the morning, but that's the only tidbit of news that I get. I figure out, okay, so what's happening in the world? What's happening in our continent north america and then what's happening locally you know what or what's what's our our um federal government saying and then what's what's happening locally that i should be aware of once i know that once a day that's all i need because really i don't need to know anything else until the same time next day yeah and i i just two days ago i i deleted the news app off my iphone because uh, I was looking at that on a regular basis to see because things were changing very, very quickly. Right. But I just, you look at the more I scan those headlines, it's the more just negative drama and over the top stuff, especially if you're looking at US politics. Uh, it is. So um, you really got to be a guardian to your mind. And I, I encourage. And a guardian to your time. Guardian to your time. And I really encourage everybody who's listening to this that uh, to check in with yourself. What are you feeding your mind with? And, uh, even if you like some of your easy, you know, easy entertainment, that's, you know, some of the drama TV shows, 
just really check in. Is that feeding me the messages and the energy or the perspective on life and people that I need right now? And great thing about uh, the interweb is there's always something better to be found, whether it's a good comedy, good comedy that lightens your, lightens your mood or something educational. There's always something better. And so you've got to, you've got to be really conscious about that. Check yourself. Yeah. And we've, we've talked about this before, I think on the show, but we were telling people just the other day that we have stopped watching certain TV shows where we'll get into, we'll get like five episodes into a show that everyone's talking about and raving about. Some drama that's usually involving some backstabbing or murder or, you know. But we don't know that going in. And then five, five episodes in, we've, this has happened on more than one occasion the next day after, you know, watching a series, like three episodes in a row, the next day, or even sometimes that night, your, your and my relationship isn't the same, right? Like we've watched three episodes in a row bef- before we had our little guy, this happened. We watched three episodes in the row in a row. And then at the end we turned it off and not only like not even five minutes later, I made this sarcastic comment to you. And the minute it came out of my mouth, I'm like, that's not me. That's not how we relate to each other. And I remember processing it. I'm like, Chris, I don't think I can watch this show with you any longer because it's it's really affecting me. And I can only imagine if that's what what um, you if that's what we would default to on a regular basis, especially during this pandemic and this isolation where TV is is an easy form of entertainment that's always there. If we did that, our relationship would not be in the same place it is now because yeah. it's so easy to absorb the backstabbing, the sarcasm, the the drama well, that the, doesn't serve us. And as a little little side anecdote on that, I was in the car uh, driving to the grocery store yesterday and they were in the, on this FM radio station, the morning DJs were interviewing one of the guys in this show, The Tiger King, which... I guess I haven't watched it. I don't even understand what's going on. But what the guy was saying, he's, I guess, one of the main characters in that show. Um, I guess he, the big thing that was part of that show was he's on meth. Oh, But what he said in this interview, he's been clean. He, well, the time they filmed that, he was clean for five or six years. Hmm. When they filmed it, he was clean. They never mentioned that in the show. And the DJs asked the guy, why, why is that? He said, because they just wanted to make drama. They wanted to focus on all the, they wanted to dial it up. And it's a shame that more people don't realize that quote unquote reality TV is never reality, uh, that the producers are always looking to how to a- amplify and exaggerate the it's drama. There's always an angle. And there's always an angle that they're trying to work to, to catch you or to, to kind of lock you into the show. So all that to say, um, turn off the Tiger King and get control <laughs> of your mind and use this as an opportunity to really be conscious and intentional as to how you're showing up as the world is really in, in a lot of fear. Yeah, there's a lot of fear going around and there doesn't need to be fear in your mind all the time. Um, I'm very conscious of that. You know, one thing that I learned from Brendan Burchard years ago and has helped serve me when I'm when I'm in moments of, or not moments, but periods of uncertainty or fear or, you know, like life just doesn't seem to be working for me. And there are a lot of people out there right now that that's the situation. Um. And it's so simple, like so simple that you almost wanted to, to discard it. He's like, set your phone. Everyone has an, you know, a, a smartphone now with an alarm. Set the alarm on your phone to go off every day or even a few times a day. And either the alarm says, you know, what am I grateful for right now? Or, you know, or you can use the alarm just to say, or just to catch yourself. Okay. What's going through my mind right now? Mm. Like what, what's my attitude? Because then it's a, 
it's a trigger or a switch to say, okay, I need to, I need to change this. If I'm, if I'm feeling a lot of fear or uncertainty or, you know, all those negative emotions, how can I switch that? And I remember he said this to a, a crowded room because you and I were at an event of his and everyone's like, eh, that's, that's pretty simple. And I remember him saying, if Oprah can do this, so can you. And I'm like, oh yeah. yeah. Sometimes it's just the simplest things yeah. that the greatest, you know, the greatest people of our time, who I consider Oprah to be, <laughs> um, if they're doing this, so can I. Yeah. You know, and there's a reason they get to where they are is because of these simple things to, as you said, be the guardian of your own mind. Yeah. And that leads, uh, sorry, that leads right back to the, to the beginning of that people who are really successful are, are doing these little things. Yeah. They do these, they do these things to keep their minds, to keep themselves motivated, to keep their minds clear. They're always learning. They're always being inventive. And that leads them to seeing optimism in any time. Completely. And the second thing that I would say when I'm, when I'm feeling crappy and when I'm feeling, you know, things just aren't going my way, the best thing to do I find, and this is my, you know, take it for what it's worth, but Jean mentioned it a lot. So take that for what it's worth as well is service to others. Mm. If you can find just one way to help someone out, or if, if you have you're going to have surplus of something, whether maybe you're, you're really lucky and that you're um, financially sound during this, during this shutdown, or maybe you have lots of time, or maybe you have lots of energy, but how can you use whatever resource you have to help those around you? And whether it's, you know, call your parents, call your grandparents, offer, you know, I've made offers to our elderly neighbors. Like if they can't get out or, you know, they're feeling unwell we're happy to go grocery shopping for them. Whatever it is, service to others will always um, boost your own attitude as well mm. and boost your own mood. And you just reminded me, I've been thinking in the last couple of weeks, uh, I need to call my aunt and uncle, John and Hazel. Uh, I haven't talked to them in a while, so I need to check in on them, see how they're doing. There you go. Yeah. I would love to hear from any anyone who's out there going through similar stuff as we are. Like, what are you doing to be the guardian of your mind. What are you doing to stay optimistic? What are you doing to um, to be resourceful? And what are you doing to be better when we come out come out of this isolation and and when um, when this these uncertain times are are over? Mm. What are you doing now to be better at the end of it? I'd love to hear from from those of you out there. And to do that, you can go to our website, which is theignitionshow.com forward slash connect. You can drop us an email. We, we have a little button there where you can drop us a voicemail, which we, the, I've said many times, those are our absolute favorites. And you can also find us at our Facebook group, which is the ignition show. Um, join the group, send us a message. We love hearing from you. Very good. Until next time. Until next time. So there you have it, our after show edition. As always, if you like what you hear, subscribe, rate the show, or leave a review in iTunes. It helps others find us and helps us get better. We actually read every single review and comment that comes through iTunes, Facebook, and our website, and respond to as many people as we can. We especially love hearing your real live voice, and you can leave comments and questions for us to include in future episodes as an audio message by going to theignitionshow.com slash connect. That's theignitionshow.com slash connect. We'd really love to build a community around you and your questions. And lastly, remember, whatever you dream of, 
whatever you hope for and secretly wish you had. You're closer than you think you are, you're meant to have it, and you absolutely deserve it. Until next time, I'm Chris Jansen. And I'm Sarah Jansen. And this is The Ignition Show.